0: Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate so them. much appreciation. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hello, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome back for another episode. We're so happy to have you here. It just so serendipitously and universally happened. Divine timing happened. Yeah, that the, the this um, reporting the, will come out. The launch of this episode comes out only a few days before our, our guest's, guest's birthday. birthday. So happy early birthday to Kaya. Kaya is obviously our guest this week, and yeah. we couldn't be more excited to share her with you. Yeah, like she's just a, such a powerhouse. She's a queer woman in the automotive industry, and she is just thriving. And so we talk a little bit about how she got into the automotive space, what it's like as a queer woman in the automotive space. We also talk about, like, why... Like society and their impact on why people Ooh, or how, yeah, why yeah, women was, yeah. aren't She challenges us to ask why Why and, we aren't quote unquote um, car people or yeah. like interested in the automotive yeah, yeah, industry. Yeah, so that's a really interesting point in the episode, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what you think. Make sure you're commenting and sharing what you think about the episodes. We really love to hear how it impacts y'all. So we will queue up Kaya, BRB Peaches. Peaches, we have the lovely Kaya here with us. Hello, Kaya. Hello.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So for people who have never heard of Kaya before, do you kind of want to roll through who you are, what you do, like what is Kaya and how we got here?
1: I'm an automotive educator and journalist, influencer, creator, however you want to call it. I've been working in the automotive industry since I was 18 years old and about four and a half years ago or so, I started Mechanic Shop Femme, which is a uh, company that's really dedicated to the mission of, of educating the average car owner about their vehicles. So that's sort of who I am. I'm also a queer person. Um, I'm married. I live in the glorious Wisconsin.
0: Well, how did you get into being a mechanic in automotive the automotive world? Yeah, like, so we're 18, we see a car. <laughs> <laughs> Probably maybe before then. <laughs>
1: Well, a couple of things. I'm not a mechanic and I didn't see a okay. car to get into the field. So <laughs> okay. completely random how it happened. Um, I was 18. I was aging on the foster care system. I didn't have a driver's license. Um, I mm-hmm. was desperate for a job and uh, could not find one. <laughs> no matter how yeah. hard I looked, I could not get a single interview. It's not like today when there's so many opportunities out there um, of varying levels of Quality, but like I couldn't find anything. And Mm. I started GoFundMe, and somebody reached out to me through the GoFundMe and offered to help. And she's like, Well, I know money is great, but I'm sure that money is not the only thing. So what else do you need? And I'm like, Well, I really just need a job. Like, if I could have a job, then I could at least get started somewhere. And she um, got me an interview at Sears department store. And as they say, the rest is sort of history. So I wound up in the automotive department in the mm. auto center and it sort of, you know, propelled from there into what it is today. It was certainly not something I ever had any interest in. It was certainly not something I ever anticipated or had any desire to pursue. And yeah. even when I started, I didn't think that this is where I was going to end up for sure.
0: When were you like, oh, this is something that needs to, you know, I need to make this bigger so that more people have access to this information. Um, like, where did you see the problem? Or or when did you see that? Was you're like, oh, and people want to know more about this. Mm-hmm. Throughout
1: my career in the automotive industry, I spent a lot of time educating my customers on their cars on what services they needed. But I was essentially a salesperson or a service manager. My job was to sell them services. And although I did a great job of connecting with people in a way where they felt like they were doing something that was worth their time and their money. Um, Ultimately, folks had a lot of questions, and I started getting a lot of questions on Facebook um, as queer folks in my community learned that I was in the automotive industry, Um, and people would ask me things, and people would tag me and things, and then I had a um, a career coach recommend that I start a blog, and I was like, blog? That doesn't sound very... That doesn't sound very interesting, Uh, but I did it anyway because I'm a firm believer of, you know, throwing things against the wall and seeing what happens.
0: Yeah, totally. totally. Oh my God. Our dad says that to us all the time. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) It's just, you know, if you don't give it a try, you never know where you're going to end up. And, and just sort of to give you a little bit of background, I was. I'm a workaholic, I'm a Capricorn, I'm you know, in every way, I'm a completely you know, I'm the classic Capricorn, which also means I'm a classic workaholic. and. Mm. When I when I was working, I always had to find something else to do, too. So when I started in Sears Auto Center in Milwaukee, I also worked at Jimmy John's at night delivering sandwiches. When I worked in New York City, I ran a queer car service. I worked at a farmer's market stand. I did billing and organizing for a podiatrist office. I mean, I've done a lot of random things. I was always looking for another sort of financial resource for me because I lived in New York and it's hard to survive in New York. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So when the career coach said, Hey, maybe start a blog. I was like, "Mm, but I'm going to try. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? So I started it and people were super interested. So after writing a couple, maybe 10 blog posts or something, I was like, okay, so what's next? (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. and that eventually, that question of what's next, eventually evolved into what Mechanic Shot Thumb is today.
0: First of all, do you, I feel like you move so fast, like the, like we have this workaholic, we're always like moving and growing um, and breaking, breaking the mold on so many things. Do you, A, ever experience imposter syndrome? Because I think a lot of our listeners, are trying to like kind of to create their create the life they want to live, live courageously and stuff like this. Um, and you just you seem to, to be have such that a powerhouse yeah. and go after what you want. Um, and and like even like being a female in the automotive industry, being a queer female in the automotive industry, it, I bet there's been some you know tough times. Um, can you talk a little bit about any of that or share <laughs> like? If you've ever experienced any of that, and like how how we move you, through it, how we move through
1: it, yeah, sure. So I, I guess it's sort of yes or n- and no. Yes, I have experienced moments where I'm not either not confident in myself or not confident in my ability to do something. But at the same time, I'm like my own number one hype man. Yeah. <laughs> I. I remind myself that I'm not just a success. I'm an internationally published expert. I'm somebody who's, you know, I have half a million people following me who are interested in learning from me. I'm really good at my job. So when yeah. I have those moments of doubt, which I feel like anybody has, there's sort of two ways to go about that. One, you hype yourself up and do it anyway or two if the hyping up doesn't necessarily work sometimes you sort of have to step back and focus on something else and come back to that first issue if it's necessary and then there's actually a third scenario the third scenario is sometimes you don't have to keep going on something that you're not feeling super confident about and I think that's Mm -hmm. maybe a not as talked about way of approaching things sometimes you try, you hype yourself up, you try to put it away and and you know come, come back, back to it, and then you decide that it's not the right thing for you, and that's mm-hmm. also totally okay.
0: We talk about like you know you have to feel like the thing that you're doing is part is like in your alignment is like p- thing the thing that makes your heart hum, and you'll know you'll feel it if it's not the thing because it's also sometimes it's hard to distinguish like am I just giving up because it's hard or am I am I Letting go something that's not for me, and so there's that's a very important distinction to make, Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like you kind of feel it in your gut whether it's for you or whether it's something that you're just like that's hard, and I don't want to like keep you know you yeah I'm not good at it yet, but yeah yeah, exactly
1: I agree. There's also the this underlying concept of if you're a business owner, there are things Mm -hmm. you're going to have to do that you don't like to do, and Mm -hmm. eventually you're going to be able to hire people to hand off some of those things that you don't like to do. But Mm -hmm. as a business owner, you sort of have to be a multi passionate, multi talented person, because you're going to do everything from administrative work to, to the creative stuff that you might find the most joy in. And if you're willing to push through some of the stuff where you don't necessarily feel imposter syndrome, you just don't enjoy doing it, then you'll get to a place where you're where you can spend more time doing Mm -hmm. whatever you love and that's not this is the case not just for creatives or business owners or freelancers this is also the case for people who work in traditional career jobs we all have something we don't like.
0: I have definitely walked into an automotive store and I mean I'm not I'm not well versed in the language um, but we, it's not because we know what's on your feeds yeah <laughs> that's our but 100%. like but like I it's not just it's not because I'm a woman it's just because I, ch- I that doesn't interest me but I've definitely walked into an automotive store and like someone's like, has said, like, don't send, like, a woman in to, you know, do a man's job. And so I am wondering if you've ever come across, like, moments like that as someone working in the automotive industry that maybe have those feelings or, like, have made those assumptions that maybe you don't know, like, everything that you already do.
1: Oh, yeah. But I want to touch on something you said, which was you're just not interested in it, not because you're a woman. I want to Mm -hmm. challenge you to think about the fact that if you were socialized to, Uh, That's true too. Mm. Yeah, perhaps you would find more interest and joy in it.
0: Our dad would have us out helping him work on the cars. This is that's also not a positive experience. Like it felt like a chore. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It was a chore for us. It was like come out here, stand in the cold. we still do have to challenge mm-hmm. the idea of like if it's something that was more socially accepted to us and we were also young living in this like societal crunch of we are female this isn't for me mm-hmm. so there's like, also adding if- that excitement
1: there's one thing getting yeah. outside and and you know giving somebody their tools and then there's another thing saying here get under here let me yeah. show you how this works let me make this exciting for you let me you know let's have children's books about people working with cars. Let's have uh people coming in who work with cars into our schools. Let's have shop mm-hmm. classes that and I mean cars mm-hmm. don't have to be everybody's thing, but ultimately we all spend every day. Everybody who's a car driver, which is the vast majority of us here in the mm-hmm. United States, we spend a lot of times in our car. I mean, Mm -hmm. the AAA study um, a couple years ago said something like we spent seven work weeks in our car, seven 40-hour weeks in our car. So Mm -hmm. we might not be super enthusiastic about budgeting or super enthusiastic about figuring out how the banks work or super (laughs) enthusiastic about cooking or cleaning or whatever, but these are tasks that we've still learned enough about that we're able to competently perform them so that we can Live, you know, quality lives, or we have the resources to have somebody else be able to help perform those tasks for us. And I'm not a proponent of people going out and fixing their own cars. Mm -hmm. I'm not sitting here and saying, hey, go outside, do your own oil change, because frankly, I think it's counterproductive. I think most people are not interested. And I think cars are getting a lot more complicated to the point where it's probably Hmm. not a good idea to do that. But I do think people should have a basic understanding of. What services their car needs why it needs it um where to find mm. more information that's uh mm-hmm. you know not a forum where there's a bunch of dudes answering people's questions um mm-hmm. and that's really ultimately what i focus on
0: have you always been like totally aligned and just like lived lived as your most authentic self always or did it take you a minute to sort of get there or do we or and and Would you say you're living your most authentic self now? Like, are we there?
1: I try. Mm -hmm. I try as much as possible. I think there's a fine line between living your authentic life and putting your whole self out on the internet. And I recently had somebody message me on Instagram. I was looking for people to go out for brunch with. And somebody messaged me on Instagram and said, I think you're really cool. And this is like paraphrasing, obviously. Uh, But I also don't think we have anything in common. Um so I just wanted to let you know that you're really cool. Um and I like what you're doing. And my response back to them was like what you see of me online is just a reflection of what I want people to see of me. Um and as vulnerable and open as I often find myself to be, I also don't share everything. Um and I think that's in the conversation about being the most authentic person you could be sometimes you have to remember that being authentic doesn't necessarily mean telling everybody everything about you yeah. or being mm-hmm. really um, not having any life or privacy. And, and that sort of touches on another point, a little bit unrelated, but my platform has kind of exploded recently and I find myself in this slightly interesting situation where I cannot go anywhere without being recognized anymore like oh, to go wow. to get my vaccine to go to pride to go to the grocery yeah. store I mean nowhere without being wow. recognized and I've had people say to me or to other people that they didn't think I was very nice when I met them but I am nice I'm nice you are a way where I'm meeting a stranger hi exactly nice you know, thanks for following me, whatever. But folks have built these parasocial relationships in their head around who I am and how I connect with them. And when they come and meet me, it's like I'm their best friend. Yeah. And when my best friend energy doesn't radiate towards them, uh, they may feel a little bit slighted, which is not the case at all. I'm super excited to meet people and I love meeting people and it's, and it's great. And I appreciate everybody who, Supports my work and learns from me and feels a personal connection to me. Not always is that completely grounded in reality, though. That personal connection—it's
0: important to remember as as the follower that not only not only like do you not know this person even though you follow them on on social media, but like people are also like allowed to have bad days and right. Even if I was,
1: I'm allowed to. I'm as nice as my personality allows itself to be. it as uh, you know, and I am genuine, and I am trying to, you know, be courteous and kind and thoughtful and happy. But going back to your like talking about being your authentic self, I I spent my whole life trying to be that person um, and being in situations where I couldn't be that person. So I think uh, I try to go to like the extreme, like, because I spent so much of my life not being able to be who I was, not being able to mm-hmm. open about who I was, not being able to act in a way that I felt that suited me. I'm now in a place where I'm sort of do the complete opposite. I am as I'm just totally like, here's who I am. And if there's a problem, you know, sort of screw you. It's not, it's not my problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're living your life for you, not for other people. So it's like, I do it feels best for you and like that might evolve in time, like that might change throughout the course of your life. It's good to be changing and to always be learning and growing. That just means that we're, we're doing something right and your career might change. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. all, all in the name of good. I've always said that
1: I'm gonna have three full and complete careers in my lifetime. This is what I always intended for myself. So when I started working in the automotive industry, Um, People were like, oh, that's weird. And I'm like, yeah, that is weird, but I like it right now. So I'm enjoying myself. So I'm going to, in the true Capricorn workaholic sense, I'm going to take this as far as I can possibly get. And once it's no longer serving me, once I don't feel like I'm evolving and learning and growing and, um, there's nowhere else for me to go. And then I will either change paths, uh, which I ultimately did, um, sort of redirect my energy in in the same space, or I'll find something completely different to do. So yeah, I spent seven and a half years in the automotive repair industry. And a year and a half ago, I, you know, I got laid off. And instead of going to look for another job, I said, let's see what I can make of this. I've spent mm-hmm. a couple years already putting into this business. I've spent a couple years building the, you know, the the foundation, the platform that I needed to scale it. So now we're in this crazy, you know, this very strange position where the whole world is losing their jobs and who knows what's going to happen and it's not safe to be outside your home. So why don't I give this a try? And mm. that's certainly that I look at. Um, that's certainly something I look at as a, as a net positive for me. The the ability to say, okay, here's another way I can do this. Here's Mm -hmm. a different way I can apply my skills, um, reevaluate my scenario and do something else and be successful at it.
0: You know, we're told go to college, get a job, stay at that job. If you want to start something and grow something yourself, you can do that. If you want to change your career at 35, you can do that. But
1: also it's helpful if you can learn how to reposition those skills that you yeah. have into something that will serve you. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. people say, oh, I went to college, I did this thing, um, I don't like it, now I have to go back to college and learn something else. But really, you've learned a lot of skills as an employee, as a friend, as a person, and if you package those skills correctly, and that's really what I'm good at, if you package that information correctly, you can apply it to tons and tons of different things. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you said about staying at one job for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally does not serve people, um, especially women and queer folks who work in a male-dominated industry, no matter what that male-dominated industry is. Because often if you're very good, you top out, and they Mm -hmm. won't promote you because they want you to stay in the position that you're very good at because you're making them Mm a lot of money. Or they just never see your quality and your skill because... You know, they don't expect yeah. it from somebody like but you, and they're blinded by bias. their yes, yeah. by their bias. Um, oftentimes, far from unconscious, true, It's <laughs> very obvious bias. Mm, um, true, and folks like me have learned um, or should learn, if you haven't, that it is completely okay to jump to the next opportunity. Um, And I think the reason I was able to get so much experience and so much education and really a very thorough overview of cars in general that serves me very well right now is because I was willing to make those leaps for the next better opportunity. I worked at four dealerships. I was probably fired from three of them. And it was fine because I went there knowing that I am a terrible fit for dealerships because I'm a very ethical person because I work in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. I treat my customers in a very specific way. And I knew that, but it was okay because if I can get three months out of it, I could learn so much about that car, that brand and you know specifics to that, that it was worth it for me
0: what is your next goal like would you ever consider opening up your own dealership where it's like an ethical dealership with dealers you can trust or where like women and queer people and people of color can come and like feel, feel like I can buy my car here
1: <laughs> I don't know if there's an ethical way to be to a car salesman no I just mean to run a capitalist business you you um. Okay to do your best as possible. But even look at my own business. Um, I mm. I run a for-profit organization and ultimately my goal is to, uh, you know, help people, but it's also to make a good salary for myself to be comfortable. Um, and I don't think there's any shame in that, but because it is, because we live in a capitalist world and we live in a world where, you know, the, the getting of money is ultimately the key, um, mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I'm sure there's a way to do it. I found a way to do it in a way that feels comfortable to me mm-hmm. and feels honest to me by offering sliding scale, by offering scholarships, by donating 10% of the revenue of my public classes. Um, I've I found a way to make it feel good for me and hopefully make an impact on other people's lives. And I'm sure there's a way to do it with the dealership. I just don't necessarily know I'm the right Person to do that. So that would be one, but I'm sure there would be lots of interesting things in my future. I'd much yeah. rather be the person who comes in to consult at the dealership, mm-hmm. to change their practices, and evolve the way that they do things.
0: Would you say that you are someone that looks to the future a lot, or are you more like a I'm in the present person, or are you like somewhere in the middle? I
1: think it's both. A lot of times I'm very overwhelmed with the amount of work that I have, and that makes it very hard to focus. On the future, Mm -hmm. if you don't focus on the present, then you're not going to be successful. But I'm also somebody who knows what steps I have to take in order to make future, you know, my future more successful. I like to take opportunities, as I said at the beginning, as they come. If I get something Mm -hmm. new and it seems interesting, seems like something I would want to do, I'm willing to give it a shot and give it a try.
0: Did you get our email about the peachy clean segment? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I
1: I could not think of anything.
0: Anything goes here. So we've had something as simple as like, I've had a really unproductive week, or um, I may not be as happy on social media as I appear. Two, I masturbated at work. Two, I stole all of the toilet paper from the airport as I was heading home for lockdown.
1: Oh, I have a good a good one um i don't really wear heels i do wear heels in a lot of my photos and videos and um they're a statement piece in the way the piece should be should be worn but in real life i do not wear heels very often i do wear heel boots and booties but not regular shoes my my ankles just don't really like them so that's a thing but people all the time say oh my gosh how are you wearing those shoes and it's like I mean, it's a picture. It's a video. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, we don't wear those to the grocery store. I I take
1: them off. Like, so I go outside. I do my little video and couple pictures. And then I take them off before I even head up the stairs back. (laughs) In
0: <laughs> right because safety, <laughs> <laughs> because safety. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing now you're all peachy clean <laughs> <laughs> um but honestly this has been such a lovely talk do you want to roll through where people can find and connect with you
1: sure my business is mechanic shop thumb and i am on social media on using the mechanic shop thumb handle on tiktok instagram facebook twitter um Mechanic Talk Feb is too long, which is a little bit annoying. So I'm at Mechanic Feb on Twitter. So if you're interested in learning about cars for regular folks and you prefer written content, then Facebook and Twitter is probably your best bet. And if you're more of a visual learner um, or prefer video content, then Instagram and TikTok is where you'll find m- many times the video versions of the written content.
0: As always, all of Kai's- Uh, links and goodies will be in the show notes. All right, Peaches, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, extra big thank you to Kaya for coming on, giving us a little bit of her time and sharing her story with us. Definitely head over and give her and her platforms some love, and while you're at it, give us some love. At Let's Talk underscore Peaches on Instagram and TikTok, you can subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. If you happen to be on Apple Podcast, leave that five-star written review. That really helps boost the podcast get it into the ears of new listeners and it helps the podcast grow you can head over to our website letstalkpeaches.com maybe snag some merch keep up with what's going on we will see you back here for another episode next monday
1: bye bye, bye yeah.
0: peaches